1: Here we are in week three, and this will be the Monday Night Game of the Year. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and Jeffrey Chedia of NFL.com, kind enough to join us. He's a senior columnist, also does work for NFL Network. Jeffrey, thanks for taking some time in St. Louis this morning. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's start with this. Am I right in saying that this is the Monday Night Game of the Year tonight?
0: I think a lot of people would agree with you on that one. Uh, it's hard to imagine one being better. I, I believe these are the two best teams in the in the league right now, two teams that should end up in the AFC championship game and competing for a championship and, and obviously the last two MVPs. Um, so it's hard to, to say it's not the best matchup because it's hard to have all that stuff going on in any kind of game. Jeffrey, if we're having a conversation about the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, do you throw Josh Allen's name into the mix? I I think you have to now. I I think Josh Allen's in the mix now. I think Kyler Murray, despite what happened yesterday with the Lions, is in that conversation now. It's kind of crazy because it almost felt like blasphemy two months ago to start talking about this kind of topic without mentioning Drew Brees or or Tom Brady. Uh, But when you watch those guys play, they they, they seem kind of antiquated compared to uh, the, the newer model of quarterback that's out there now. And and Josh Allen, the way he started this season, I think just the numbers alone really tell you what he's doing because I think uh, you know, every week it's like they throw out all these crazy stats about yards and touchdowns and interceptions and how only a handful of guys are doing what he's done over the last three weeks. And Kyler Murray certainly has raised the, the play of Arizona, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen right now because a lot of people thought he was not going to be what he is, and he's been tr- tremendous so far.
1: Jeffrey Chidea of NFL.com on 101 ESPN. And, Jeffrey, you mentioned Breeze. Who, from my untrained eye, it looks like he can't throw the deep ball anymore.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he also can't can't throw it as well without Michael Thomas playing. No, playing in the lineup, which is, uh, you know, we wondered about that for a long time, like how they would uh, would do if he ever went down or was was lost. And, and uh, I think Drew Brees without Michael Thomas is a big issue for the New Orleans Saints right now. And and we saw this with Tom Brady last year in New England. It's always, look, it's great to have these quarterbacks who want to play until they're 40 or beyond 40. But the reality of it is that you're you're really flirting with disaster because you don't know when they're going to go off a cliff. We saw Peyton Manning go through the same thing in Denver where their skills can, can, can erode pretty quickly. And I always go back to something Steve Young told me when I was a young beat writer in San Francisco. And he said, the problem with being a quarterback, as you get into your late thirties, is you you know so much, you've seen so much that the game is is it's so slow. You can do you can do just about anything you want to do, but your body uh, <laughs> has to be able to keep up. <laughs> and, right. and that's kind of what the battle you're seeing Drew Brees right now.
1: <laughs> I was wondering last night if they would have recovered the onside kick if they put in Taysom Hill to throw the hail mary.
0: Well, you know what it, it, it's. Taysom Hill is going be a lot more run less as the gadget player and more as a quarterback dropping back and trying to make throws. Now, I think he has some limitations in terms of how he read, how quickly he reads stuff. But, um, I, I think I heard Rex Ryan talking about this on, on, get up this morning where he said, they need to start running the football more, take some pressure off Drew Brees. And, and I do believe that Sean Payton is prone to getting so caught up in all this, you know, getting in the lab and doing all this genius stuff and all these personnel and packages and formations that you forget that you get your offense going somehow and you go back three years ago when they really started getting on this run when they really became good they had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and they ran the ball more consistently and they got their offense going they can do that maybe they get Drew Brees playing better and get their offense going Jeffrey a lot of people this morning trying to make sense of some of the regressions that you're seeing with Carson Wentz when you look at him what are you seeing what are the issues there well, I think one thing that that to me is pretty noticeable is that just the the weapons around him aren't as good as people think they are. I mean, uh, I think last year he was able to do some some pretty uh, amazing things with a lot of injuries around him, with Sean Jackson going down, Sean Jeffrey being hurt. And I just thought like every time I see a highlight of him, he's either throwing the football to to uh, Zach Ertz or, or Greg Ward. <laughs> you know, and Greg Ward was a, a practice squad guy a year ago, and so I just don't feel like. Some of these guys they've drafted, was Jalen Rieger, uh, some of the guys on the outside have have really stepped up and made life easier for him. And I think he presses. I think that's always been sort of a knock on him is that he's the kind of quarterback who comes to the line of scrimmage and wants to do all these things and make all these things happen. And sometimes he won't play within the offense, which is why Nick Foles became such a big fan favorite down there and, and did well because he did what the coaches told him to do. I think that ultimately they either have to figure out how to put better players around him or get him to play more than the
1: offense. Jeffrey Chidia, tonight, obviously, we're going to lose an unbeaten team, but of the teams that are 3-0, and you've got Buffalo, Seattle, Green Bay, the Titans, Steelers, and Bears. And I think we can leave the Bears out of this conversation of the teams that have impressed you, the team that has impressed you most among the others that aren't the Ravens or the Chiefs.
0: Oh, that's a good question. You know, I would say the Seahawks. Uh, I, I thought the Seahawks would... Um, would not be what they are because they've never played offense to where they're playing offense right now. And I know all the let's get Russ cooking stuff and, you know, the, you know, free Russ, uh, you know, the movement in Seattle, but he is playing like the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And that's a heck of a statement to make. When you're talking about the guy in Kansas city or the guy in Baltimore. I mean, I think he's got 14 touchdown passes now and he is, he is putting – nobody throws a better deep ball in this league than Russell Wilson does right now. I've never seen him overthrow anybody <laughs> on 40 right. yards. Yeah. Um, and so and he's throwing the guys who aren't you – know, D.K. Metcalf is a nice player. Tyler Lockett is a nice player. Those are that's not Julio Jones out there. That's not DeSean, DeAndre Hopkins out there. And so he's making players better. Uh, that defense isn't that good, but they're going out there and scoring 30 points a game, and he's dominating. Um, in a division that, it, to me, is pretty tough.
1: And you're cool with me leaving the Bears out of that
0: group, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally fine. Yeah, me. I'm not getting on that bandwagon just yet. Well, speaking of that, Jeffrey, do you think that Mitchell Trubisky, barring injury, that his time is done in Chicago? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was done when they, when I got Nick Foles, and, and that was just um, you know I think they only let him start because he's you know that he was drafted as high as he was, in the GM. Is attached to him and they wanted to give him an opportunity to, you know, to, to try to rebound in some ways. But, um, you know, when you make that kind of move this early in the season on a team that was undefeated, it wasn't like that game was going to wreck their entire season, but they felt as if they had to win that game um, that uh, Trubisky was putting them in a position to lose that game. And they've never really been able to figure him out. Um, I, I think a couple years ago, they had some kind of momentum going there where they were, able to use him in the way that Buffalo used Josh Allen last year and Baltimore used Lamar Jackson, let him use his legs a little more more design runs. But once defenses figured that out, um, there was no plan B. And unfortunately for him, he came out in a draft that had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in it. And so to be honest, I, I think he could go somewhere else and have success. I think he has tools, but I just feel like in Chicago, they've already decided what their future is and it's not going to be him. And let's talk about the team on the other end of that, and the Atlanta Falcons. It feels like death taxes, the Falcons blow a big lead. (laughs) (laughs) What is the deal with Atlanta? Well, I, I think that you talk about Mr. Trubisky being done. I have to imagine that Arthur Blank is thinking long and hard about whether Dan Quinn can take this team to the next level. Because you can't have that many blown leads over, not just this year, but over the course of his career, and not be thinking, well, maybe he's just not a closer. Maybe he's just not somebody – maybe he's one of those guys who get guys amped up and excited, but when it comes to execution and making the plays down the stretch and putting guys in the right position, maybe that's not his, his his forte. And, you know, they've had a lot of assistant coaches come in and out of that place since they had their Super Bowl year a couple years or three years ago, coordinators on offense and defense, special teams, and the only confidence has been Dan Quinn. And, yeah, it, it is baffling. I think it's it's I think it's legendary now. I don't think anybody's ever or historic. I don't think anybody's ever blown as many leads as this team has in, in two games in the fourth quarter than than Atlanta has. Um and so yeah, I, I think that I think part of the problem is they're so offensive oriented um that they don't know how to close out games. I think their defense, the secondary especially, is really bad at tackling. You saw that last last night against Chicago. And they've never really found the pass rush to to make things tough on quarterbacks. So I think it's a variety of things.
1: Hey, Jeffrey, if they would get rid of Quinn, they have a couple of guys that have been NFL head coaches in Dirk Cutter and Raheem Morris, both ironically coaches in Tampa Bay. Same thing with the Jets. They have guys that are capable of replacing Adam Gase. Do you think we see in-season moves with those two teams?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, especially with the Jets. I mean, they're, they're really um, just falling apart. And some of that, look, they traded away Jamal Adams. They lost C.J. Mosley to an opt-out, of their best linebacker, one of their best defenders uh, with COVID, um, was you know, back in training camp when COVID was being offered to people. So, uh, yeah, I think that um, – I think Gase is the likeliest person to go uh, just because they look so, so futile. Um, I think, but I think Dan Quinn, the way he's going right now, is, is giving him a run for his money.
1: <laughs> and by the way, Greg Williams is a great interim head coach. He's the media yeah. loves him, so that that'd be a logical fit to to elevate him when oh, yeah. when when Gase gets it right.
0: Yeah, that's right. He is the uh, the, the lifetime uh, interim coach candidate. He's always <laughs> the guy. Steph said always the bridesmaid, never the bride, right? right. That's Greg Williams' uh, role in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. He'd, he'd be perfect for that.
1: Jeff, thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure.